Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Hey everybody and welcome back to The Sex Wrap. You're here today with Spring and Andrew, your favorite sex personalities on the internet answering questions that you have about sex, about relationships, about, well, really talk about anything you want. How are you doing today, Spring? Great. And it is October and we are doing scary things in October. And last week we had a scary conversation, Hope I Lied About Faking It. And we're continuing that theme with another hard conversation um, topic today that I'm really excited to talk about because I think it's really important. It is. And I mean, it's based off of that last episode, too. We got a lot of feedback from listeners like, I really like that episode. I learned a lot, but I don't know how to do that little thing at the end that you were talking about, or I feel afraid to do that little thing. And that little thing is how to actually apologize. Um, apologizing is, is really a difficult skill to learn. Um, but I think we have some pretty good advice for it. Yeah. And when Andrew says that little thing, um, <laughs> he's saying that little thing, but it's like, it's probably the biggest thing, you know? Um, and Andrew and I were just talking and I was saying how I think that apologies can mean so much because they are what can really repair a relationship and make it stronger. So when you go through some type of fight or misunderstanding or trauma in a relationship, whether it's a platonic relationship or a romantic relationship, you have the opportunity to like rebuild and make it stronger after. And a good apology can really pave the way for that. And so I'm psyched to talk about apologies today. Yeah. When I think about an apology, it's not as much about the other person, but it's about me. Like, I love what you're saying, how like you're strengthening your relationship. But for me, it's me promising myself and that other person that I'm going to change. Like there's this element of like making something different or making something better in apologies. Um, but in society, like the society that we grow up in, that we live in, um, we're really not taught how to apologize. And most of the apologies we hear are half-hearted or they're full of conditions or someone just says it in passing and then they do the same thing again. So today we're going to be talking about like how to do it better. Um, and when I talk about apologies, I love to talk about like the anatomy of an apology. Like, sorry, no penis, no vagina today, everyone. But um, we still get some anatomy. And I mean, there definitely is some penis and vagina in here, especially if we're talking about sex rap apologies. Yeah. <laughs> there's always there's always a penis and vagina somewhere. <laughs> Some, somewhere in it, somewhere. Like Spring, you let me know when they pop up. Um, I guess okay. we should give like anuses and hands and mouths a, a place too. But um, yeah, they can right. we can all be here. <laughs> Welcome all into the apology. Uh, all right, so. We've all received those really shysty apologies that feel bad. Um, so what needs to go into an apology, and I think there's five parts, right? They're kind of complicated. Um, but the first part is acknowledging what you did wrong. Be very clear about it without any vagueness, without any if statements. Like, I am very sorry that my action, right? So you have to always frame it as that you did something. And sometimes it's, I'm very sorry that I failed to do a thing. But it's you acknowledging clearly exactly what you did wrong. So no vagueness, nothing vague, just very explicitly what you did wrong. Um, and then immediately after saying, like, I did this thing wrong, um, you need to sincerely express your remorse, right? It's not just, you can't just say the words, 
you have to feel the words, you have to be empathetic and connect to the other person and yourself when you're saying those words. Um, and then it gets harder, right? So I did something <laughs> wrong and I'm really sorry about it. Yeah, it gets harder. That's the dick joke. There we go. It gets harder. Um, <laughs> Great. Um, you have to show that you understand that the thing that you did negatively impacted another person, right? Like I did this thing and I did a thing that hurt you in some way. Um, So like that's the first sort of half of an apology. I did something wrong. I'm really sincerely sorry that I did that thing wrong. And I understand that the thing that I did negatively impacted you, right? So that's part one. Part two is like also uh, often quite difficult for people because you got to make amends. You got to say like, in the future, I'm going to work really hard on myself to make sure that I don't do this thing again, right? So you're going to commit to not repeating whatever it was, and you're going to be sorry for that thing. So that's an apology. Part one, I screwed up. I hurt you. Part two, I'm going to try really hard to change to make sure that I don't do that thing again. And I'm going to commit to it. That's the commitment. I am promising you and I'm promising myself that I'm going to work hard on making sure that I don't do that thing again. So I think it would be helpful to like play with this a little bit before we go into some more tips and um, things to build in and things to try to not do. I would love to like use a little example. So um, we're going to make up an example that Andrew and I have a standing date every week. So say um, every Thursday, Andrew and I plan to um, have coffee and do a little chat and check in and let's say that I forgot about it this week. I made other plans. Andrew shows up at the coffee spot. I'm not there. And he's angry. Understandably, right? Like I've um, forgotten about something that we regularly do. And it's something that is meaningful to us both. And I've just like not, just not, not showed up. So I'm going to do an example apology and we're going to pick it apart a little bit. So I'm going to pretend like I have not listened to this episode (laughs) and I'm just going to like go in with my like, okay, you know, um, so Andrew, why don't you tell me how you're feeling after I've bailed on you and made other plans and not showed up to our plans? I just can't believe you didn't show up. You didn't text me. You didn't call. You left me there completely by myself. And you know, I don't even drink coffee. So sitting in a coffee shop (laughs) without you was torturous. I mean, just a basic level of decency. Uh, And, you know, it really ruined the whole rest of my week because all day Friday, I just kept thinking about how, like, you abandoned me. And I I just didn't expect it coming from someone, like, that I I trust and love. So I'm really upset. Okay. Well, I'm really sorry you felt abandoned. Um, I didn't mean to do that. So um, I hope you could understand that, like, I didn't mean to make you feel that way. So um, I I guess I just want to say I'm sorry. And I think that, you know, we have a great relationship and we've always been good friends. So I don't think that, you know, this one little mistake should really impact it. So... Let's just see if we can like move on together. 
let's just move on. The classic, I've lost the <laughs> argument and I know I'm wrong, but I don't want to admit it. Yeah, like that's the worst kind of apology, but that's the kind that we hear all of the time. Um, like when I, when I, the first thing, like instead of you saying, I'm sorry, I did something wrong, you said, I'm sorry, you feel bad, right? You can't apologize for someone else's feelings. You can only apologize that you made them feel that way. Um, that, like, I think that's so important too, that first little bit, instead of saying like, I'm sorry, that you feel bad, um, you say like, I'm sorry that I made you feel bad because then yeah. there's accountability. Like Spring's apology had zero accountability. It had no genuine remorse. She did not try to make amends. Um, she didn't commit to not doing it again. She didn't give me an explanation or a description of what happened. She didn't um, empathetically connect. Uh, the perfect apology. Oh, no, not really. It's the apology that we all hear. Yeah. Yeah. And that one little thing, you know, saying, I'm sorry that you feel bad versus I'm sorry I made you feel bad. That is, that is like all the difference in the world, you know? And a lot of people, I think, know that they're not supposed to say, I'm sorry you feel XXX, right? People have been taught that and they understand, but they don't know how to do it the other way, right? And this one little change is so important. I'm sorry I caused this, right? I'm sorry my action, my behavior, my words, whatever caused you to feel this way. And that that little shift is going to be like the opening to allow for a full apology. Yeah, it shows that you understand that you are the person who did something wrong. Because um, most of the other times when we hear apologies, it's about someone trying to shift the blame. Like, it wasn't me. It was like, oh, it's not that big of a deal, or we can just get past it. Or like, all of those other statements are about shifting the blame off of the person who's apologizing, which makes their apology pretty worthless at the end. Um, but we do need to, to take a short break. Uh, so when we get back, we'll keep talking about some tips and tricks for giving better apologies and how to avoid those really messy ones like the one that Spring just demonstrated. <laughs> Welcome back to The Sex Rap, where we're answering a question about apologies. Um, and we were just talking about the anatomy of a genuine apology, and Spring gave a beautiful Shakespearean-level expert, very bad one. Um, <laughs> Yeah. It's that, how do you make sure that you're getting across that you did something um, and that you are going to take accountability and the whole, I'm sorry that you feel this way is how you get rid of some of that accountability. So, all right. So what are some tips for giving that meaningful apology? That The, the number one one that we just said was, I am sorry that I did something, right? So you take accountability in the apology and it can be really hard to do that. Um, but it's really important that you take accountability. But what are some other things that we can do to make sure that we have more genuine, heartfelt apologies? I think one easy thing to do is to try to put yourself in that person's place, right? So you start to think about, okay, um, what might they be feeling here? You know, and you can also ask them what they're feeling, but you can also, when you're just reflecting about it, think about um, what they might be feeling and um, what other things in your relationship could actually have influenced this in the past or be contributing to this, right? Like, have there been other times when you've 
forgotten things? Have there been other times when you haven't shown up? Have there been other times when you forgot to communicate something, right? Because there's a lot of history in relationships. And sometimes when someone is upset about something, there can be a whole history, you know, both their own history and your in your relationship's history with each other as well can be impacting that. So I think like put yourself in their place, start to think about what they might be feeling and why and what else could be influencing that. And also start to think about, you know, um, how you would feel in that situation and start to like develop some empathy, not just like visualizing it from your side and why you think they maybe shouldn't be feeling that way, but start to turn it around so that you really put yourself in this position to be able to empathize. And then that's going to also give you a better leg up to start to build a good apology. Right. Sometimes there'll be something that doesn't bother you at all that can be really hurt someone else too. So using empathy, asking questions, really seeking deeper understanding of the situation is important. Um, And I think there's some other really important tips in the same line, like really be thoughtful, have a high level of self-awareness and reflection about what happened. Um, Like, really think about what you did and how you got to that point and what was the decision, what was the like the the train in your head that went off um, that led to hurting somebody else. Um, and there's some other really basic things like timeliness is really important. Um, sometimes, especially if things are tense with someone else, we're like, oh, I'll do it later. Oh, I'll do it later. Oh, I'll do it later. And you wait. Um, but what we see overall is typically the longer we wait, the harder it is to give that heartfelt apology because other barriers start become like erected between you and other people. Um, now with timeliness, we're not saying like call that person who's hurt a hundred times that night and, and send them a barrage of texts, but you might want to wait, you know, 24 hours or 48 hours before you approach them, but you want to do it relatively soon after you've hurt them, whenever you know that the situation is going on. Um, and wait for the right kind of moment too. most of the time apologies work best one-on-one and face-to-face. So uh, if you're with a bunch of other people, you don't want to be digging up dirty laundry or talking about someone <laughs> else's hurt. Um, so just be really thoughtful about like the location of it, how you're doing it. Um, and that face-to-face typically works best. Texting is usually terrible because the emotive capacity we have for communication during texting is quite low. Um, and it's not a time to put like little smiley face or sad face emojis because those come off as very disingenuous in the midst of an apology. Have you ever been around when someone, when someone does what you just recommended not doing, you know, someone brings up something that they're arguing about in front of you when you're not part of the argument, it is the most uncomfortable (laughs) situation to be put into ever. Um, So yeah, I really like that tip. This should not be done publicly in any way. If you feel like you need some support, you know, maybe you could talk to the person that you are in the argument with about bringing in a mediator that you both agree to, but you should never just surprise this, you know, bring this up in front of other people. Absolutely not. Airing of dirty laundry is a great way to permanently destroy a relationship. Um, (laughs) Let's see. What else can we say? Tips? Oh, yeah. Be very careful with if statements or at least statements like at least this didn't happen or, you know, like if I'm I'm sorry, if you felt this way, um, if statements 
uh, often come off as really insincere. And it's another way that we try to get rid of some of the responsibility for our actions. So just be really careful with that kind of language. Um, and during the apology process, uh, you want to be listening really actively and trying not to be defensive. Because if you've hurt someone and you're trying to apologize, they might lash out at you or they might have harsh words for you or they might not be willing or ready to really get into an apology. But your job, if you're the person who hurt someone, is to go and actively listen, which means you're not going to fight back and to try not to be very um, defensive in that process. Uh, and I I mean, when I think about apologies, I think one of the most difficult things is when you go into an apology, you you go in with this expectation that things are going to be okay, but you need to get rid of that expectation as well. Your expectation when you're giving an apology is that you're going to work to change yourself and you're going to make sure that those things that hurt the other person didn't happen again. You're apologizing because it is the right thing to do because you care about that person and the relationship. But when you're apologizing, you do not have the right to be forgiven. And forgiveness does not have to come and forgiveness does not have to come on your timetable. Sometimes it takes a long time for the other person to get over it. Um, because once you've hurt somebody, that hurt is done forever. And an apology does not get rid of that hurt, right? An apology is you saying you're going to try to make that thing better, but that hurt is still there. Um, an apology can help that person cope and can help someone get better with that. But that's not on your plate. That's not on your timetable. It's on someone else. So the expectation going into giving an apology is you're going to hopefully help somebody, you know, with that pain, the suffering, the hurt that you caused, but you can't expect that forgiveness be given, especially forgiveness right then. And, you know, when you're making an apology, I love what Andrew's talking about here is like, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if the person is willing to entertain this apology. You don't know if that's like a hard boundary for them. You don't know um, what else is going on in their lives that could be contributing to how they're feeling about this, you know? And so I think it's really important, you know, you're making this apology because yes, you care about that other person and it, you're doing it for yourself too, right? It clears something in yourself when you create an apology that is meaningful. Um, you are able to take responsibility for your actions. And that is really big in this world of like self-growth and of like being able to really feel like you are in line with who you want to be moving through this world, you know? And it's like, as you're able to do this more and more, the more that you apologize, like the more fun it gets, right? Like when you apologize and you're like, you know, I, I did this thing wrong and I, I want to own up to it. I hurt you. And I, you know, I don't want to do that. And I'm, I want to talk about how we can make sure that something like this is less likely to happen in the future. And that is so powerful. And it feels like you, you feel so good. Like, I just want to empath like really emphasize like how good you feel when you do a good apology, because it's like another little bonus, right? Like not only are you repairing this relationship, not only are you offering this gift, this beautiful gift to this other person, but you're also offering something really huge to yourself, which is this opportunity to grow. And, um, and the more you do it, like the, the, more it works, like the, the more you grow and the better it keeps feeling. And, um, yeah, so I like, I like to think about all of these purposes of the apology, like as we're kind of getting into it more and more. 
Well, and when you apologize more, if you're in the mindset of doing a good apology, you're already going to be more empathetic with other people in your life too. I think this is part of that broad empathy skill set. Um, and if you're more empathetic, you're less likely to be doing things that hurt other people anyway. So like, it's just a good way to train your mind and to train your actions into being supportive and less hurtful. Um, so uh, we do need to take, oh, sorry, go ahead. So I, yeah, sorry. I was just going to wrap that up and say, so like there are all of these great things that happen with an apology already without even like knowing what the actual outcome will be, right? You don't, you have no idea what the final outcome is going to be with this person, but you have all of these great things. So it is worth it. That's what I wanted to say. Like it's worth it to do the apology, even if you don't end up continuing on in a um, relationship or the same type of relationship that you had with that person previously. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, we have to take a short break. When we get back, we're going to talk about some pitfalls and round out our episode on apologies. Thanks for listening, everyone. Welcome back to the episode, Spring. I love apologizing with you. Uh, We've been talking about what goes into a good apology. We've been talking about some tips and tricks. Um, And I want to talk about some pitfalls, I think, before we're done as well. Um, And we've kind of hit a couple of those pitfalls, but there are just the number one pitfall is, I'm sorry you feel that way, or I'm sorry you, and then anything after that. It always has to be, I'm sorry (laughs) I did a thing. Uh, but that's number one. It's And I call that the non-apology because there's no apology. There's no sincerity. There's no promise of action. There's no contract for growth. It's just completely relegating how someone feels not on your actions or what you did, but like, oh, it's a you problem. It's not an us problem or me problem. So be really careful with the I'm sorry you. So like apologies do not start with I'm sorry you. They all start with I'm, I'm sorry I did something. But along with that, you have to make sure you're not making an apology about you. Um, Often in apologies, like you focus on, I feel so guilty that I'm doing this thing, or I feel so upset that I'm doing this thing. Apologies aren't about you. They can be a release of negative energy overall, but you have to make sure that you're focusing on the hurt the other person is feeling inside of your apology. So I'm sorry, I did something, but it can't be a me, 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 my guilt, my everything else. Like those are great motivators. But when you get to the actually apology stage, you've reflected, you've thought about it, you sort of know what you're going to say to this other person about what you did. You don't want to focus too much on your own guilt, right? Because then it becomes about you disgorging your pain onto the other person instead of you trying to help alleviate some pain that you've caused with another person. Yeah. Let's see. Any other pitfalls to avoid? Oh, yeah. You've had somebody like you've been in a fight with someone before. And you're not ready to apologize and they keep bringing it up and they keep talking more about it. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. And every time they see you, even after you've <laughs> forgiven them, they keep bringing it up, right? A great thing about doing a an honest, sincere, empathetic apology, if you follow our guidelines, is you deliver it once to that other person and you really let them know Um Ugh, but that over-apologizing, it's, it drives me crazy when someone does it. Like, I'm not ready to talk to you about this yet. I know you've apologized. We'll be fine in the future, but just stop bringing it up. Because it can sometimes bring all of the hurt in the negative situation back. So you should be really careful with the over-apologizing. Um, yeah. And then I have a couple more. I don't know if you have any any other pitfalls to avoid spring. 
I mean, I think that the pitfalls are really interesting because I think they're also very dependent on the situation, right? You know, like yeah. there, there's these overall pitfalls that we can talk about, but I think you also want to think about, you know, what is this person sensitive to? Um, what do I know about, um, you know, what's happened in the past with this specific person, what's happened when we've gotten, if we've gotten in an argument before, you know, um, if there's been an apology before, um, I think that you might actually have like specific pitfalls with specific people that you can identify before you go into the apology, right? So you can start to think like, what, what are some of this person's pet peeves, you know, and, and how am I going to make sure that I'm not tripping up on those? I think that's a really good kind of thought um, pattern to engage with before you go into the apology with someone. Yeah, I think that's really good. Um, I think a couple broad ones, uh, when we're apologizing with, to other people, we are usually being quite vulnerable. Like we're sharing parts of ourselves and, and we're, expressing how we're not a great person and how we do bad things. Um, and there's this tendency when you're in that mindset to get really defensive. Um, and if you feel like you're getting defensive during a, an apology, it's time to take a deep breath uh, and let like that you can even say like, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be defensive right now. It's, it's really a hard conversation to have scary conversation because we're in October. Um, but become, be really careful about <laughs> becoming defensive because being defensive is just a way to shift blame again. Like when you're defensive, instead of you taking the criticism, you're saying like, no, something else is, is, is causing the pain. Something else is causing it. Um, and then for me, the, the very, the very last pitfall, and I already mentioned it, um, is that you can't demand forgiveness. You can't pressure someone to forgive you. You can't say like, well, how, how long is this going to take? There's no such thing as demanding forgiveness. Forgiveness might not ever come, right? Depending on the level of the hurt in the situation, or if you've done the same thing five or six times to the same person and you keep apologizing for the same thing five or six times, those weren't genuine apologies and forgiveness might come. So you can't demand forgiveness. You can't expect it. You can't pressure somebody into it. But if you give a good apology and you really work on yourself and change, the chances that someone forgives you are really quite high. Um, and the first time someone hears a genuine apology in their life, they're almost like, what was that? I didn't know that <laughs> I could have like this cathartic experience as part of forgiveness because most of the time it's, I'm sorry you feel that way, but. And at the end of that apology, everyone typically feels worse. Well, that's it. And I don't have much else to say. Do you have any final thoughts, wisdom about Apology Spring? Well, um, I did just want to say, you know, this idea about like not demanding and not like, you know, um, saying what you expect or what you necessarily want to happen. But I think you can definitely open up that conversation. Like you can, you know, if you're feeling very upset about this, it's okay to say like, do you, um, do you think you can tell me when you might be ready to talk more about this? Or do you think you can um, just kind of give me an update in a few days, how you're feeling about this or something like you, you can make requests. You don't um, have to like totally just shut yourself off from what's happening. Cause I think, you know, if you're, um, if we're recommending like, you know, don't make demands, don't say whatever, like it can kind of feel like you're um, having to hold all that, on your own. So I think it's okay to say, you know, I do want to talk about this more with you when you're ready. Um, I would like you to like update me as you can about 
about how you're feeling about this and when you're feeling ready to talk about it again so that you're opening up that conversation and letting them know that that would feel good for you too. Like you can, you can definitely have your own needs here and express them. And I think that's really important to do. Um, but not at the detriment to the other person's boundaries or needs. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's okay to like expect in the future. No, not not an expectation. It's okay to say like, you know, I want to talk about this in the future. I want to communicate with you in the future, but you can't make any demands that like forgiveness actually happens. You can ask for future communication. Um, and please don't do this via text. Please don't even heartfelt apologies via text come off sounding really terrible. Yeah, Spring's nodding her head. I'm trying to find like kind words, but imagine four letter words like they just they're terrible. Yeah. So in person, call somebody, voicemail somebody, but don't don't text people. Oh. So should I try again? Yeah, give me a good apology. Oh, oh now I feel really now I feel really nervous. <laughs> now, now that I have to do a good one. Okay. <laughs> Doing the doing the bad one was easy. All right. <laughs> um, Andrew, I just want to tell everyone I have not written this out. I have not practiced this. I'm just going to try to follow all the rules. Okay. <laughs> all the guidelines. All the I didn't. I didn't even know this was coming. I'm so excited. <laughs> Andrew, um, I just wanted to acknowledge um, the hurt that I caused you um, by not showing up to our regularly scheduled appointment. And um, I know, you know, you've communicated with me how that made you feel. And I know that it was my actions that caused those feelings for you. And I feel really horrible about that because I I love you so much and I want you to feel happy and cared for and respected and I know that my actions didn't do those things in this instance. So I would love to um, tell you that I'm never going to do that again. And I, I, I might make a mistake and, you know, I really hope that I don't, but I'm going to try my best to be better about my planning, be better about my communication. And, um, you know, in this instance, uh, I, forgot to put this regularly scheduled thing in my planner because it was just something we are always doing. And I just was like, Oh yeah, I'll, I'll remember it. And, um, and, and I didn't, and you know, that's, that's the problem. So I've put it in my planner. It's regularly in there now. And I hope that, um, you will be able to forgive me and that you will want to continue our standing date. And if you don't, I totally understand. Um, and you can let me know when you might be ready to talk about hanging out again in the future. Well, thank you, Spring. I'll see you Thursday. <laughs> no, I mean, right. They can get really unwieldy too. Like apologies can get long. That was that was a pretty good one um, for an unrehearsed apology for a, <laughs> for a harm that didn't happen that no one would really get that upset about anyway. So, uh, but I would, I would get upset. I get upset about everything though. But I, I would get upset if you didn't show up. I would, I would be like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. But I wouldn't expect like a long drawn out heartfelt apology. I'd be like, "Ugh, I really screwed up. I'm sorry. I'm like, oh, that's fine. <laughs> right. Like the kind of apology changes based on the kind of harm, harm that happened and what, what the other person is. But that was good because you told me that you did it and that you messed up and that my feelings were valid and that you were going to change. 
and you're going to try not to do it. Yeah, it's awesome. All right. Well, thank you for apologizing with me today, Spring. Next time, I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll lead the apologetic charge. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, thank you for listening, everybody, and thank you for submitting these questions. We really appreciate you, and we're so grateful to have a community with all of you. And if you have any other questions that you want to an- want us to answer about sex, about relationships, about really about anything at all, we would love to hear from you. You can. Uh, email us where the sex rap at gmail.com. That's rap with a W W R A P. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the sex rap. Um, we're really, really active on Instagram and we'd love to hear from you there. And you can DM us on any of those and, we, and we'll get back to you. Um, and you can call us. Our phone number is four one three. I wrap it. So thank you for listening, everybody. Have a great day. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just too afraid. Music for this episode provided by the ever elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe.